0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bees return home after a successful road trip, and will they make a trade at the deadline? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Well, the Boston Bruins return home after a pretty successful road trip, and wouldn't you know it, they go out and they blow a blow the lead with 25 seconds remaining against the LA Kings eventually losing in overtime and I got to tell you this road trip I mean I was I was basically surprised that they actually pulled off a road trip like this now I knew that they at some point they were going to lose and I knew that they were going to lose that back the second game of that back-to-back in Southern California so you know after a successful road trip they have they have actually climbed into the into the standings and they're only three points away from Toronto in the in the Atlantic. So they can catch Toronto. So there's a good possibility that they could catch Toronto and get that third and get basically get that third spot in in the Atlantic division. Now they could catch them and they could also lose that that position too. You know, but then they would only be like maybe four points out of Tampa and maybe five, and 5 points out of um out of away from Florida so there's a good chance there's a really good chance that they could you know finish first in the division if they keep if they keep playing that the way they be, that they played on the road trip not necessarily the way that they played you know you know on like last night or last last um last Tuesday But after a successful road trip, I have a feeling that, you know, keep the momentum going. And this is the point in the season where you really want to get that momentum going. You really want to get this thing. You really want to be, you know, you want to keep going with the success that you're having. Now, the success is partly partly because of, you know, the line combinations. The line combinations have been awesome. I mean, you're putting... I mean Jake DeBrusque, who probably won't be here after at the trade deadline, but he's been playing great with with Marchand and and Bergeron. You know that second line has come in has basically been playing great with Hall Halla and Pasternak, and then you got the third this third line, which out of nowhere has been playing great too. I mean you have Trent Frederick, who who basically people are are have. We're gonna write. We're writing off, because uh, he wasn't getting. You know, he was was hardly in the lineup. But you also have Charlie Coyle in there and Smith. So when you have Smith, yeah, that line has has really helped out. And maybe now that they the team has found that secondary scoring, other than the top two lines, I mean, your fourth line normally isn't. They're not really goal scorers. They're just going there and you know, grind grinding in the corners. You know, take up minutes and stuff like that. But you know, with it, with that, with three lines now producing, I have a feeling that this team has a good chance of catching Toronto, you know, or even even Tampa in Florida right now. And the way Jeremy Swayman's been playing lately, this team is gonna be this team's gonna be a one of those one of those teams that you you got to look out for. You know you're gonna have to take seriously once playoff time comes, because once once the playoff starts, it's it's anybody's season. I mean, even even you know a team like Florida, who's having a great year, could bow out in the first round. You know, same thing goes for Tampa, or even even Carolina and the Rangers, or you know any or even Colorado. Or Calgary, you know, any of those. You know, it's a new season. Once, once the regular season is over, playoffs are a whole different ball game. So the Bruins, so whoever's going to be playing a hot Bruins team right now, you know, in the playoffs, you know, they're going to be in for they're going to be in for some trouble. Now, are the Bruins, you know, going to make it past the first round? There's a good possibility. Now, I've been saying all along that this team isn't going to make the in the, early on in the season. I didn't think that this team was going to make the playoffs because I didn't think that they were going to, you know, that they weren't going to get any good line combinations. But unfortunately, but fortunately, they um, they found their stride right now, and I think the the road trip helped the team come together. Um, now that the teams are playing more games, not like they were doing in the beginning of the season where they were playing once or twice a week or whatever. But now that things are starting to come together, I have a feeling that they could they can make maybe the second round. I mean I'm not saying that they're gonna make a run for the cup and you know maybe maybe adding a player could could actually do that now I wouldn't go out and you know tr- make you know if I'm Don Sweeney, I'm not going out and making a bunch making a bunch of trades. I mean right now the team is they right now you're right now you're set. With with a top, you know, with with forwards, because these guys are playing great together. I mean, I know you got I know there's a. I know Jake DeBrusque has asked for a trade. So basically, if you're gonna trade anybody right now, you're trading Jake Jake DeBrusque, and you're trading him for a defenseman, because that's where you need you you need you need help on the de- on uh, with this defense right now. All right, because that's the only place where you're gonna need it. You're gonna need help on D. And I know that there's been trade rumors circulating around that Chara is going to be on his way out of out of out of the out of New York, you know, with the Islanders. And would I would I take a chance with get, bring Char back here to the, to the Bruins? I I really don't know if I would take that take that chance. And plus, you have to realize that and I said and I believe I said this last week is that Jake DeBrusque is talking to teams, you know, to you know to speed up the process so who knows who what teams he's talking to you know and what Don Sweeney can get from from this team any of these teams that he that debrusque is talking to and I didn't re- and I thought and I didn't even think that you know Jake DeBrusque was allowed to talk to talk to teams about trades and stuff like that. I didn't think that was allowed in the NHL, but apparently it is so who knows where Jake DeBrusque ends up and he's basically the only guy, he's the only guy uh, along with um Providence Bruins player Zach Senishin are the only two guys that look like that they're going to be out of Boston. So what do you do? You know, you go out and you ship the two you go out and trade both of them for a for a, for a decent defenseman. I mean, it seems obvious. You know, I wouldn't touch anybody else. On, I'm I wouldn't touch anybody else on this team right now. I wouldn't trade anybody else except for, you know, especially the forwards, with the exception of Jake DeBrusque, you know, and I would, you know, I would, I would deal away a Forbert. I could deal with, I could deal with Derek Forbert going somewhere, you know, for, for another, for another defenseman. I mean, package him up with, package Forbert up with, with DeBrusque and Seneshin, you know, and, and get something, in, you know, get something decent in return, you know, you know, a player in a roster player in in return, especially a defenseman, because that's where they need the most help right now. I don't think that they need help in the forward position. They certainly don't need any help in goal. And I'm hoping that Jeremy Swayman is going to be, you know, the has won the number one job. You know, it I mean, I last week I expected Omar to start the second that second game in Anaheim of the back to back. But I really didn't expect him to start last night. He made some really great saves, but you know I think it's time for Jeremy Swayman to be the number one guy here. And I know Allmark has a big contract, but still, you know he's got to have to. He'll he'll just have to settle for number two um, behind Swayman. So goaltending is fine. The forwards are fine. It's just that you got to fill you got to fill some holes in in the defense. You know maybe maybe they can. You know there there are some guys on there. You know, like Carlo, who's 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 had an up and down season. You know, guys like Connor Clifton, who have had an up and down season. So, I have no idea what, who, or what they're going to be able to get. But you know, it's it, you got to look at. You got to start looking at some. You you know, got to start looking. If you're dealing away, you know, Jake DeBrusque right now, who's playing great, whose trade value has gone up, I'm starting to think that maybe he needs, you know, the Bruins start start to look at a roster player, especially a a defenseman. And, you know, and the other thing is, you know, but then you got to fill that hole on the right side of the first line where DeBrusque was playing. So who do you get there? You know, do you make a straight-up trade, you know, with, Arizona for Phil Kessel. Now, I've been hearing a lot of talk about Phil Kessel coming back to the Bruins. Now, would I want to see him come back to the Bruins? I don't think I'd want to see I mean, I think it would be great if he came back to the Bruins, but I also think it would be cool if like Zdeno Chara came back for the Bruins or or even Joe Thornton came back from the Bruin, came to, back to the Bruins. But I have a but the thing is that I I'm thinking if you're going to trade Jake DeBrusk Got to be for a, a a top two or top four D man right now. It's got to be. I mean, is Jake DeBrusque really worth a top four defenseman? Yeah, I think he is. I think he is right now, because the change of scenery might might do him some good, and the change of scenery might do that defenseman some good. You know, I don't see Jake DeBrusque going to the Islanders for Zdeno Chara. I I really don't. I see Jake DeBrusque probably ending up somewhere out out west, closer to his family in Edmonton. So that's where I think he's going to wind up going is somewhere out west. And your guess is as good as mine as to where, you know, as to where he'll end up. Because I haven't even heard anything about, you know, what teams he's been talking to, you know, as far as negotiating a new contract. Because that's all this is going to come down to is, you know, who, who's going to, who's he going to be able to neg- negotiate a new contract with? And then Don Sweeney takes it from there and probably will get screwed over. As far as that deal goes. But then again. You still have to deal with the right side. So what do you do with the right side? Do you. You know. You know. Do you. Do you make a trade? You know. Do you make another trade? I mean. Right now. I would. I would say. You know. If you're going to deal away players right now. I would trade away Derek Forbert. You know. You know. For another. All right. For another. For another. Winger. You know. Forbert, Foligno, you know, I can I can think of a whole bunch of guys out there. I mean, you know, you could easily bring up uh, Chris Wagner. You know, bring up how about bringing up Chris Wagner for the for the you know to the bees. You know, bring him back up. You know, have him play in the fourth line and and maybe move somebody up to the you know move move um you know somebody up from one of the other lines. I mean, I wouldn't touch the second or third line. That's the thing. I wouldn't touch the second or third line because they have some really good team chemistry going on right now. So I wouldn't even I wouldn't even touch those lines right now. I mean, who would you call? I mean, here's the thing. Zach Senishin, um who could get tossed away in a trade right now, who, you know, could get traded right now. You know, he's a good possible I would give him a chance at the after the deadline. You know, I would give him a chance, you know, I would give him a chance if he, if he's not traded. I mean, there's a good possibility that he may, you know, he may not be, he may, you know, not get traded. Um, you know, there's a couple other players down there. I mean, you have Steven Fogarty down there, um, who's I don't know what his stats are right now down in down in Providence, but you also have guys like Ox, Oscar Steen. You know, Oscar Steen, and you know, also you can't you can't rule out Jack either. Of course, Jack Stanika is a center, so you're not really going to put him on the right side with, with um, Bergeron and and Marchand. So who are you going to get once you once you trade once you trade Jake DeBrusque? You know you're going to have a hole to fill. So why not give somebody from Providence a shot instead? Unless unless you can get a, another right winger in in return. But I think that the Bruins really should think about getting getting a defenseman. That's where that's that's going to be the turning point. That's going to probably determine, you know, whether or not your team the team makes it past the first or second rounds. So I would actually I would actually give the Boston I would actually you know give that a thought of possibly, you know, trading away Jake DeBrusque to you know, wherever, for a defense, for a a decent defenseman, not for some, you know, garbage defenseman. You know, you need a top four defenseman. Somebody who could be in the top four. I mean, I would give up a Derek Forbert. I would give up, you know, I would give up a pick for that too. I mean, I would throw a pack, I would throw a decent package in there just so I can get a decent defenseman. And then, you know, on the right side, because let's face it, whoever you put on that right side, of that first line is going to have a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent uh, rest of the season. I mean, it could be anybody on anybody from Providence. I mean, I'm not, you know, Jackson Nika. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even count on it because he's a, he's basically a, you know, he's a center. Oscar Steen is listed as a center, but he could probably play the wing. You know, there's a good chance. Maybe Chris Wagner could be put in there heck even even Nick Felino, I would throw you know put it on that line, you know, Nick Felino would probably work out pretty decent on that line right now, you know, you put him on on that top line, you know, maybe he it might get him going, I mean he's been kind of you know I know he's been faced with some injuries out there and stuff like that, but I think that you know maybe putting Felino on that top line, you know would work out and have them have them build up some chemistry as far as the um you know have them build up chemistry um as far as the um you know i had a brain fart right there i don't know why but i just had a brain fart but it's you know having nick felina you know bringing in you know putting nick felino on that line might just help you know i know he plays he's on the left side but maybe a switch, to, but so was uh, Jake DeBrusque. Jake DeBrusque is also a left winger. So maybe putting Felino on that first line might wake his ass up. You know? And But you also have other guys down there, like I said, in Providence that could possibly, you know, do well on that first line. But I think the priority coming into the trade deadline is to find a top four defenseman. Because right now you don't have one. You really don't have one. I mean, can we package up, you know, a couple of, maybe a Derek Forbert and a, and a, um, and, and uh, Jake DeBrusque? I think we could package them, the two of them up for a get a top four defenseman. It's a good chance. You know, give it a shot. But this, you know, the thing is, you can't really screw around with this team now. Because you actually have top, your top three. You have three lines that are actually doing the chemistry is well with them. So you really can't screw that up. Especially the second and the third. The first line, the first line. You're gonna have break up that first line anyways. Once once Jake DeBrusk goes, and he's 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 basically saying he wants out anyways. Even though he's having he's having a great time, you know, having a good, good solid play. On that top line. He still wants to go. So, you know, grant him his wish. Let him go. And then fill that top line with Nick Felino. Maybe Felino will take. Maybe Felino will will play a lot better. On that top line. Because we all know that, you know, Marshawn and Bergeron. You know, if you play with those two guys. You're actually going to have a pretty decent. Pretty decent season. You know, you're going to have a pretty decent um, season. You know, anybody who plays with, with those two guys. So, who do the Bruins get? I your guess is as good as mine as far as a trade goes. What do they need? They need defense. You know, they need defensemen. And, you know, I'm gonna say it again. Top four defensemen. That's what they need. You know, because you know, they the only I mean, they, they don't need to make a major blockbuster move here. You know, one player, just that one defenseman could could mean the difference you know and you know once the brus goes you know you got to fill that hole on the top line and to be honest anybody can fill that top line and the, th- the other thing is that you know you look at the team and you know i thought you know looking looking basically looking at the st- looking at the stats you know Pasternak playing finally playing you know Playing on that second line with 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 Hall with Eric Halla, I mean Halla was supposed to be the number two center coming. That's why they went out and got him. He was going to be the number two center behind Bergeron. But they decided to start with this experiment with Charlie Coyle, and of course that didn't work out. He went back down to his natural, you know, third line center position, and he's now playing with Trent Frederick and, you know. He's now playing with Frederick and Craig Smith, and they're having they're playing great. You know, don't split that lineup. Don't split Halla up with, you know, between Hall and Burt Pasternak because I can tell you right now, Eric Halla. Ever since that move was made, he's been playing great. You know, Pasternak has picked up his picked up his game. You know, he has 31 goals now on, on the season. Will he hit 50? I doubt he's going to hit 50. I see. I he there's a good possibility. He'll he'll top out at forty, you know. You know Taylor Hall has twelve goal twelve goals on the year. Maybe he hits twenty, so that'll be a that'll be good. You know Jake DeBrusk right now has fifteen, you know, and to be honest, I think he I think he stays at fifteen as as till the till he's traded, and then once he's get traded, it'll be once he gets traded, it'll be interesting to see how many goals he finishes with because right now he's got 15 goals. Can he add another 5 before he before he gets traded or will he add another 5 after he gets traded or even another 10 after he gets traded. You know, your guess is as good as mine. It depends on who where he goes and who he plays with. You know, and you know, Bergeron I mean, you can't you can't really say that much about Bergeron Bergeron and um Marshawn right now because you know they're having they're having their usual spectacular seasons of course. Brad Marchand with 23 goals, you know, on the season. He's only played 46 games because he decided to be an idiot and you know, get suspended. Maybe if he wasn't suspended for those, you know, 6 games and he wasn't suspended earlier in the season, maybe he would be close to having 30 goals. You know, of course Patrice Bergeron's putting up the assists like he should be. And, you know, Charlie McAvoy has been has played awesome. You know, he's you know, basically he could be an I'm I'm not I don't even know I don't know if he'll be a Norris trophy candidate. I mean that's gonna go to Adam I believe that should go to Adam Fox of the New York Rangers. But you know, he's he's having a good season and then it's the rest of the defensemen that I'm like questioning. You know, guys like Grizzlick and, you know, Riley and you know Carlo, you know, a lot of those guys, you know, Forbert. I mean, Forbert is a guy that I could, I couldn't get behind that signing. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that maybe the Bruins will possibly make a deal and maybe trade him. So who knows? But, you know, this team is really coming in, really, you know, starting to play like they should be at this moment in in the season. And they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. No matter where they finish, I mean, I'm hoping that they're able to catch, you know, t- Toronto, and it's and it's not impossible to catch, you know, the other you know, the two Florida teams either. So they could they could actually sneak not only sneak in, you know, to that third spot, but there's a good possibility if the two Florida teams, you know, don't perform well down the stretch and the Bruins, you know, play like they played on the West Coast, I have a feeling that the bees can actually. You know, maybe pick up a, a a second or first place in this in the Atlantic Division, which would be awesome, and it would be surprising to me because I didn't really didn't even pick them to to win the um. You know, I didn't pick them to actually make the playoffs, but everything has come into you know come into play here. You know, you got three lines that are scoring. You know, you have a great rookie uh, a great goaltending tandem. I mean Swayman is the number one guy. I know in the beginning of the year I was knocking both goaltenders, you know, because I wanted to see Tuka Rask come back because I was I've been I was saying it's from from last year, last summer too, is that Tuka, the, the only way that this team is successful is if Tuka Rask is there. Well, the Tuka Rask train has has basically that that has gone away. Um, you know, he retired, and now it's Jeremy Swayman's net. Not Allmark. I'm not going to go. I mean, Allmark, you know, yeah, you're paying them all that money to be a backup. Hey, you know what? They've done it. The Bruins have given money, away, have have blown money on, you know, on other players who have underperformed in the past. Now, going back to Tuca, it looks like the Boston Bruins are going to be honoring them uh, at some point or in a couple of weeks. They're going to be honoring them the night of, I believe it's against the New Jersey Devils, uh, on, I believe it's the 31st of March, let me take a look here, I think it's the 31st of March, that that he'll be, they'll honor him with a ceremonial puck drop, yes. Yes, he will, they, they will, the Bruins will be honoring him with a ceremonial puck drop on March 31st against the New Jersey Devils. Now, I'm wondering how many people are out there are going to be booing him. You know, how many people, I know they're going to, I know it's going to sound like booze when they, when they, when they cheer for him, but I'm wondering how many people are actually, I, I'm just curious on how many, how many people are going to, you know, are going to, are, are going to a lot of negative comments. I know a lot of negative comments are going to come out of that that whole thing about well why are we honoring him he didn't do anything and i got to tell you he did a lot he did a lot for this team so he deserves to to drop the puck you know one last one last cheer for for good old Tuka Rask, who spent 15 nhl seasons with the boston bruins all right this guy has a record had a record of 308 165 and 66 during his time here in Boston. All right, so how can you, first of all, how can you boo that man? I mean, he had a winning record with the Bruins. He brought, he basically, he basically helped you to two Stanley Cup finals. All right, and I got to tell you, that first one against the Blackhawks, we're not going to count the Stanley Cup because that that was Timmy's time. But against the Chicago Blackhawks, I'm going to tell you right now, nobody was going to beat the Chicago Blackhawks that year. Not even the, even if the Bruins took them all the way to get, you know, you know, gave them some competition. But first of all, the team ran out of gas and that was, and that was a really good Chicago. That was when the Chicago Blackhawks were like dominating the league. So, you know, the Bruins should be lucky that they actually made it to the finals that year. And in 2019, you know, the fault that. That was all Tuka. Getting them to the finals was all Tuka. Because nobody basically, you know, the team. some of those players showed up some nights and didn't show up the next. And they didn't, certainly, the team did not show up in Game 7. Alright, so you can't put the blame on Tuka Rask either. I mean, the guy has, I mean, not only has he had an awesome record, but he had a 2.28 goals against average and a 9.21 save percentage. That's pretty good, and he's and he's basically the franchise leader in wins with three hundred and eight, and he's second among franchise goaltenders with fifty two shutouts. That to me is amazing. So he's gonna be dropping the ceremonial puck on March thirty first, and I gotta tell you, you know, hopefully next year number forty will get raised to the rafters, because he deserves it. You know, because I don't see, and to be honest, I don't see Jeremy Swayman getting 308 wins. I don't see him with 52 career shutouts. I really don't. Now, what's going to happen this year if the Bruins end up going to at least, you know, when the Bruins get to the when the Bruins get to the playoffs, you know, and it's Game Seven of the first round or Game Seven of the second round. And the Bruins get their butts kicked, you know. Game seven, this team runs out of gas or something, and it's you know they get beat five five to one. You know Jeremy Swayman's in net. Are you going to say that he? Are, are people out there going to say that he choked? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. But it's it's great to see that the Bruin that Tuca's finally going to get's going to be honored. You know, with the ceremonial puck drop or even making an appearance at the T D Garden. Cause I don't even think he's been at the T D garden since his retirement. So this is a good thing for the boss. So this is this is gonna be a good thing. I'll be sitting in front of my TV watching this game, you know, and I'm gonna be super excited to see Tuka back in the in in Boston to drop the ceremonial puck. And the next step for him is Probably a retire jersey retirement, you know, of his number. It's gonna be really cool. I mean, I might actually, you know, once they once they announce that they're gonna retire his jersey, I may actually go to that game. I may actually spend the two hundred dollars or whatever the hell it's gonna cost me. Because that's that's one thing I've I've been thinking about it, about getting, you know, talking about ticket prices and everything else. And it's and i decided to stay away from that because the ticket prices are just way too they're they're way too expensive you know and and the thing is with the bruins is that you know a lot of a lot of the tickets that are up for grabs if you want to get a ticket to a bruins game you got to go for a resale either like on ticketmaster or stubhub and they're asking you know they're asking a lot of money for a bruins ticket you know, and that's resale. I haven't really looked at how much it would cost, how much a, an actual Bruins ticket costs, you know, going through the box office. But this is outrageous, you know. And you know, you would think that the NHL or the NHL and their ticket swap, you know, their ticket swap or whatever the heck they call it now, you know, that they would that they would, you know, look at this closely. Instead of charging, you know, somebody going out and buying a season, going out and buying a ticket, you know, for a Bruins game for like a hundred bucks and you're going to turn around and sell it for two, you know, you're going to go and resell it for 200. Yeah, that's fucking outrageous. But still, you know, ticket price, you know, everything is going up nowadays. I mean, it's going to, it's going to cost me a lot of money to go to a Bruins game. All right, between, you know, the start of the game, which is a a 1230, let's just take a 1230 start, which means that I would have to leave my house at eight o'clock or even 730 in the morning just to get up to Boston, park the car somewhere, you know, somewhere in Boston, you know, you know, use up the gas money, you know, and you know, buy the ticket, you know, let's just say the ticket is like 150 bucks. you know, I was able to get one for $150, now you got to figure on, you know, who else are you going to bring, of course, I'm going to bring, you know, my significant, my wife, and then, you know, so you got to realize it's probably almost, you're looking at almost $300, you know, to go to the game, then you're thinking to yourself, well, gee, you know, you know, got to park the car, so that's another 20 bucks. unless you want to park actually at the garden, which is going to Give you like you know An extra 50 bucks Which that's outrageous So you end up instead of Spending that you're parking like Halfway you know you're parking On the other side of town Maybe you know You know And having to take the tea in So who knows You know or You can spend you know another 150 on On a hotel and stay up there the night before, since the game is early. I mean, why, why the Bruins decide, why the Bruins decided to start a game at twelve thirty is totally is totally nuts. They should have just started the game at one o'clock, opened the doors at twelve. But now it's like now I gotta now because the doors are gonna be opening at eleven thirty. You know, I gotta rush up. You know, I'm not gonna leave my home in Connecticut to drive two and a half hours. You know, to go park and everything else. So you know, you get a hotel room. You know, for $150 a night. You know, hey, but you get free parking at the hotel. Yeah, okay, right, whatever. And then you're still forking over money for, you know, the two tickets. You know, food food before or after. My guess is, you know, going, you know, grabbing a bite to eat either at the game. Which, you know, I really don't trust, you know, arena food. Because arena food is usually nasty anyways. You know, you got to get a $15 beer. You know, $15 Samuel Adams or some other, you know, unless you want to go out and get the the Bud Lights, which are probably like like five bucks. So it's become expensive to go to an NHL game. It has really become expensive to go. I mean, I can get tickets for the LA Kings for 56 bucks or 65 bucks. I mean, it's just freaking out. I mean, I, mean, I tried to buy Bruins tickets through the box office and I couldn't get them. So basically, if you want to watch this team play, you got to you got to go through the resales, you know, resale places like Ace Ticket or Ticketmaster or you know, StubHub or places like that. And it's getting outrageous. It's going to get to the point where I'm not going to be able to afford to go to a Bruins game. And that's the sad part. It's like you enjoy going up there, spending the day in Boston, doing some doing a bunch of fun, you know, going to see the sights before the game, eating before the game. And now basically it's like, oh, I can't afford to go to a Bruins game anymore. So, here's my thing. And I'm and I'm just going to this is my rant for the for the for the morning or for the episode actually. But they got to they the NHL and all these other ticket outlets Ace Ticket, Ticketmaster, StubHub, wherever you get your, wherever you can get tickets for an event, they really need to think about lowering their prices or putting putting a price limit, you know, putting like a, a cap limit on the price of tickets. Because it's getting really outrageous that I have to spend 150 bucks for a nosebleed seat in the balcony. Okay? When I can get a balcony seat At the Crypto whatever dot com arena in Los Angeles for only fifty six bucks. Of course, I went directly through the through the L A Kings for those tickets, but still, you know the NHL and has to look at the NHL, the Boston Bruins. You know all these ticket places really have to think about. You know, to be honest, they're overcharging. Especially for you know, I know that the team is playing great right now, so you're you're going to be paying top dollar. You know, you're going to be paying top dollar to see the Boston Bruins, an original six team. You're still going to be playing outrageous prices. The same goes for like any other any other original six. I bet you. I haven't really looked at the what the Rangers are doing. I haven't looked at what the the price of a ticket in Detroit or Toronto or Montreal or Chicago. I haven't really looked at those ticket prices but i think the nhl really i think the nhl not only the nhl but i would have to say you know somebody maybe even maybe even get the government involved into looking into these you know ticketmaster places and stuff like that you know cuz you know you want to pay for i know you're paying for the product and the pro, i mean what if the bruins were dead last in the in the in you know in the um what if the bruins were dead last in the conference or dead last in the league you know how much would the take? I don't think the ticket prices would be that bad. All right, I'm done with my rant for my my ticket rant for today. So it's just a it's just a point I needed to make out a little bit because I was a little ticked off, you know, at the price of a price of buying a ticket to enjoy a, 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 a well technically a day out for a Bruins game. So that's my rant. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Now, if you're interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and go Bruins.